Hello, and welcome to another episode of Biome Sweet Biome. My name is Brittany Dodge, and I will be your host as we discuss native flora and fauna to the southeastern United States, particularly the low country in coastal Georgia, where I work as a naturalist. Today's episode is mischievous felines. I'll cover topics like, are there really any indigenous cougars left in Georgia? Why are bobcats called bobcats? And answer a listener's question about the most lethal animal in the southeast, an answer which will probably surprise you. First, are there really any indigenous cougar populations left in Georgia? Well, the short answer, no. Long answer is a little bit more complicated. Uh, It's a topic that is hotly debated. Many people claim sightings of the eastern mountain lion, or cougar, panther, or puma, as sometimes they're referred to. Now, firstly, eastern cougars are a distinct subspecies of the North American mountain lion, which is very much uh, an intact species, and that is not debated. There is also the endangered Florida panther, which we'll discuss that and how they're related. These are all different subspecies, which is where there's a lot of the confusion uh, that people report uh, the cougar sightings. The eastern cougar subspecies was officially deemed an extinct species in 2011 by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife to much dispute. Now, some background information is pretty helpful here. Cougars are extremely elusive wildcats that often travel alone and at night, making them notoriously hard to track. Cougars are large uh, predators weighing more than 150 pounds and can easily take down large prey like cattle. Now, to protect their livestock, early settlers of our region indiscriminately trapped and killed these once abundant wildcats. This, coupled with large-scale habitat loss, caused the disappearance of cougars east of the Mississippi River, with only the Florida panther subspecies population seemingly to have any evidence of surviving breeding groups. Only around 20 adults existed in 1970. To prevent extinction of the North American cougar, uh, to prevent the extinction of the Florida panthers, the North American cougars were brought in from Texas through a breeding program to reinforce the genetic diversity. Now, around 120 to 230 Florida panther adults have been documented in the state. Eastern cougars were native to Georgia and covered much of the state historically, but were exterminated by the 1900s. The Florida panther would occasionally range up to Georgia, causing anecdotal sightings to keep the rumor of the eastern cougar's extinction status from being confirmed. In 1925, a wild panther was killed in the Okefenokee Swamp, later to be confirmed only as a member of the Florida panther breeding colony who had ranged north. Since then, only one more has been confirmed, and in 2008, a man killed a four-year-old cougar in LaGrange, Georgia, who through DNA was in fact confirmed to be the offspring of the Florida panther parents and not an Easter cougar subspecies. And I'm sure, you know, spottings by someone's second cousin's babysitter's grandmother's backyard game camera will continue as more of the Florida panthers migrate north. And even as the North American cougars are pushed eastward in search of habitat. But based on the DNA evidence, none of the eastern subspecies have yet to be identified. So for our next topic, you've heard of tomcats or male cats, but what about a tom named Bob? No bobcats aren't named after a man named Robert, it's actually about their appearance. Bobcats are medium-sized wildcats native to almost all of North America and are considered one of our most abundant wildcats. 
They are so named because of their bobbed or short stubby tails, usually tipped in black. Bobcats are a member of the lynx family and are similar in appearance to their cousins, the Canadian lynx. They are very elusive and solitary cats that often use a habitual route, which means they are territorial and hunt along a similar pathway uh, each day and night. And bobcats, uh, and most wildcats in general, are what is known as crepuscule. Uh, unlike nocturnal animals, crepuscule creatures are primarily active at just the dusk and dawn period, with breaks in between. During colder months, bobcats can become more diurnal, like us, or daytime active, in response to their prey's changing sleep schedule. Now, bobcats eat a wide variety of prey, from small game birds and rodents to large bucks, uh, reportedly up to eight times their own weight. Um, they are stealthy hunters, like most cats, and pounce on unsuspecting prey by leaping up to nine feet in length. They can also run very fast over short distances at speeds up, up to 31 miles per hour. But being an impressive hunter doesn't always guarantee you won't be hunted yourself. Bobcats have a shorter list of predators, but these include owls, foxes, coyotes, and other bobcats and wildcats for cannibalistic reasons. And now the majority of these predators only target kittens that wander from den sites, but a new predator has emerged in Florida recently. The invasive Burmese python has devastated a huge number of native species in South Florida, and they are moving steadily northward as uh, warmer winters allow their invasion into a new territory. And while the Burmese python, whose original population started from several pets illegally and rather unethically released into the wild, um, it's kind of now boomed into an ecological nightmare. Their impact on the bobcat has not only been that of a predator, but also is that of a competitor. While larger snakes have been found with bobcat corpses in their stomach, the smaller serpents also are very detrimental to the population since they have a diet of rodents, rabbits, and birds, uh, which impacts the food availability for bobcat survival since they eat the same things. The number of bobcat sightings in South Florida has fallen by 87.5% in just the last eight years. So just a reminder, always be responsible with your pets, especially any exotic species, and never ever release animals of any kind uh, into the wild. You know, always rehome or find a local no-kill shelter if you are unable to care for your pets. It's not only illegal to release these animals for cruelty reasons, it also hurts our environment, costs taxpayers tons of money, and can lead to the ex extinction of important species of other animals. Which brings us to our listener question. What is the most deadly animal in the southeastern United States? Now, while this may seem like a straightforward question, it really isn't. Um, you know, you can judge the word deadly by a lot of different things. Uh, if you judge deadliness by the amount of animals directly, um, like through the actions of that animal, uh, not, you know, accidental or through indirect actions like a mosquito, um, if it is directly killed with purposeful action by another animal uh, in a prey-predator situation, the answer is pretty easy. It's actually humans. Um, the second most deadly animal, uh, which is probably the one you're looking for, uh, may surprise you though. It isn't a venomous snake or a ferocious beast. In fact, um, many of my listeners right now probably have one or two of these creatures in your own home. I'm speaking, of course, about the domestic house cat. Cats are the only animals besides us humans that will hunt for sport. 
Most animals will only kill for sustenance and survival, but the domesticated house cat is responsible for more than 2 billion, with a B, 2 billion birds and other animals annually, just in the United States alone. And that's that's kind of hard for a person to wrap their head around, especially since we love our cats. But Jack Wonderly, a photographer working with Wild Care, a nonprofit wildlife hospital in San Rafael, California, recently photographed uh, some artfully arranged corpses of over 232 animals, which were brought into the clinic from cat bites. Now, Caught by Cats highlights a very grim picture and is really haunting to view, but I do recommend anyone listening to check out the link in the description of this episode just to see the magnitude of what cats can do. Um, We don't really think of them as being predators, but they are extremely predatory in nature. Now, cats, especially, especially strays, have contributed to the extinction of 63 species of vertebrates, mostly birds, in the United States alone. Cat, stray cats disrupt the natural cycle of the predator-prey relationship that have developed and evolved because they keep killing even when they don't have to hunt to survive, uh, giving populations of prey no chance to rebound like a normal cycle would. They're not doing it for food. They're not doing it because they're hungry. They're just doing it because they're bored house cats and they are being kept inside and they don't have anything else to do. Now, I I grew up with cats, and I love them dearly. Do not mistake my message. Fluffy is not the enemy here. Um, As responsible pet owners, if you have a cat or even a dog, um, spaying and neutering prevents unwanted populations of stray animals, and keeping pets indoors as much as possible is very important. Um, Outdoor cats, while not as destructive as, as a stray necessarily, can still cause a large impact on native wildlife. Um, something as simple as enrichment, like toys and added playtime, can really help reduce the amount of energy and frustration a cat can feel and then take out on local fauna. So not only can these practices prevent other animals from dying off, they can keep pet cats safe and healthy too. So just something to think about and um, hopefully uh, Fluffy won't be <laughs> exterminating any local wildlife. Now, to submit your own questions or to suggest topics for our next episode or for more information about any topic covered in this episode, please email me at naturalist at forwardplantation.com. I hope you took away some useful information and learned something new today. Thanks for listening to Biome Sweet Biome.